Yo, what up, guys? UFC 286 in the books. I think this might be kind of a short review podcast because I hit on all my picks. Um, it was pretty, it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, Justin Gage, he had an exciting fight. Obviously, if you watched it, Jennifer Maya did what veteran fighters do and pull out the win. Marvin Vittori. Looked like he was getting better and better each round. Gunnar Nelson, round one submission. I wouldn't say I saw that coming, but you could see that coming. But uh, let's talk about the co-main and main event. Those are, as much as I say it was pretty cut and dry, um, if you were an MMA fan, you kind of saw it coming after a while. But if you're not... I can explain it to you. So Justin Gagey versus Rafael Fasiv. Um Justin is a wrestler turned striker. And Rafael Fasiv is a gamer. And he will go strike for strike in order for him to win. Obviously, that's not the best strategy. But the UFC is kind of all over the place when it comes to effective strategies to win. Because they kind of, even though wrestling is king... And kind of, if you can control where the fight goes, you kind of control if you win or not. This is not cutting, this is not like set in stone, but most of the time, good wrestlers can deal with strikers. And if your striking isn't as good, then you're probably in trouble. So. First round goes, Hafif Eve obviously, kind of comes out strong. And I even think he won the round. Uh, just because, you know, first round jitters. Uh, Justin's kind of being more calculated now. He's close, well, he says he's closer to retirement. So he's trying to be more calculated and not take too many unnecessary risks to lose a fight. Especially against a guy named... A guy like Fasiev, he will take two to hand out one big one. Um, he's just that kind of a fighter. He'll get in there and get scrappy. And if you have were on Instagram or Twitter after the fight, you could see how bloodied up his face was. But the first round, I would say Rafael won on account of just being the more active fighter, landing more blows. But rounds two and three, you can see Justin kind of pouring on the heat, getting uh, comfortable in the striking range, the kicks, the punches, kind of just a straight one-two down the pipe was kind of taking care of him. And like I said, if you if you listen to the fight, mind you, I didn't get to watch it on a, a big screen or nothing. I, I had to watch it on my phone because uh, I was helping out with my coach's weightlifting me and it was just wrapping up. When uh, the main card was going. But if you listened to the noise. <laughs> of the, the violence Justin Gagey was hitting Rafael Fasib with. It was ridiculous. I'm like. I I wouldn't want to be the person punching. Or receiving those hits. Because either way you're going to be sore. I know Justin Gagey's hands were sore. The amount of times he just swung a baseball bat called his fist <laughs> against the side of Fazeev's head and 
to finally top it all off at the end of the third round, Justin Gagey gets a takedown. Now, in the big picture of the fight itself, that was not, that didn't affect the scoring at all. Justin won the last two rounds and Rafael won the first round. But we finally, finally get to see Justin wrestle. And it was pretty easy. But again, he's he was a pretty good, I don't know how elite of a wrestler he was, but he was good. Good enough for people to worry about it when he went to the UFC. And we saw that. We finally saw a glimpse of it. Now, he does say he only has a few fights left. So we're just like, well, why'd you decide to just start wrestling now? He could have been more. But if you look at his record, 24-4. and four. His bonus record, I think he's he has the most amount of money won via bonuses in the UFC. I think it, I think I heard a figure of five hundred fifty thousand dollars on bonuses alone. And that's just ridiculous to even think about. And I think they won the bonus in this fight as well. But yeah, Justin Gagey keeps rolling on and it makes the lightweight picture kind of murky again everyone at the top is kind of held up um islam tried to throw his hat at uh fighting leon edwards which i'm gonna get to here in a second which dana said no yeah so we'll see i think um let me see is there any 155 fights on this next card with marlon vera flyweight middleweight Featherweight, nope, doesn't look like any title implications. UFC 287, let's see. Walterweight, bantamweight, welterweight, bantamweight, middleweight. What about Max Holler versus Arnold Allen? It's in Barb, nope, he moved down. Light heavyweight, bantamweight, featherweight. Oh, Clay Guido, Hava <laughs> Garcia. But, uh, yeah, there's no... I think there's more fights at the end of the year. I know um, Benil Darius is supposed to fight somebody. It's escaping my mind. Oh, um, Charles Oliveira. Why am I tripping? Yeah, UFC 288. Uh, Algerine Sterling versus Henry Cejudo. So, again, still makes the waters a little murky because Justin has only lost to people that were the champion, and it's kind of hard to not give him a title shot because... Outside of not winning the title, he beats everybody else. So we will see what the UFC does with Justin Gaethje. He says he only has a few fights left, but he's young enough to still garner a title shot. I don't think he's that old. I know he's in his 30s. Let's see. Is he as old as me? Thirty. Oh, he's older than me. 34. And he does fight like there's no tomorrow. So we'll see. And get to the main event now. It's a little bit tricky to talk about this fight, right? Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman 3. So, uh, just going to be flat out here. I did not see a time where Kamaru looked like he was winning this fight. He kind of did win rounds because Leon would sit back. Sit back and not be as aggressive as he was with the kicks. But it looked like Kamaru Usman was a little gun shy. 
Um, he protected. He kept his hand up. He did not want to get kicked in the head again, which subsequent made him get kicked in the body so many times. That noise of Leon's foot and shin ricocheting off his body. So, like I said, he looked a little gun-shy. Kamaru looked a little gun-shy, and he looked a little timid. But with the amount of body shots that he took, let's see, significant strikes, 120 total strikes. I guess I need to go to the actual UFC website to see the the true breakdown of the strikes. But actually, maybe I should go so I can explain to you how how <laughs> tough he was because again I didn't see any part of the fight where it's like oh we could warrant another fight let's see full fight total strikes 123 oh but you're not giving me a breakdown by target okay body uh, 36 Okay, 36 blows to the body and 50 to the legs. Now, when I was watching it, I, I don't understand how Kamaru Usman stood in his stance the same way the entire time. He didn't fold under um, getting kicked in the body as many times as he did. And... Man, I was wondering if he was going to try to turn it on, but Leon Edwards' takedown defense, very underrated. Or, Kamara could have lost a step because he was gun-shy, getting kicked in the legs, getting kicked in the body. I can't say either or. And I was having a discussion with one of my buddies about it. It's like, is Leon... That great right now. Or did Kamara lose a step or come back too early after getting flatlined? Now, August is the end of August when um, they fought. So September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Seven months. You could say that was early. Seven months seems like a good amount of time to be able to recover and train. Obviously, Kamaru doesn't need to do so many things to train. He had one of the longest active streaks. Um, was being called the best welterweight of all time. Undefeated. And that was the first time he's ever gotten flatlined. So, you wouldn't think that it affected him that much. Because, generally, Kamaru Usman doesn't take much damage. But Leon straight up looked like the better man almost in all aspects. Now, when, let's see, let's see the takedown. Uh, significant strikes, sub-attempts, reversals, knockdowns. Yeah, he got 4 of 15. And uh, looks like Leon tried one. I don't remember when that was. But 4 of 15 takedowns. Um because he did take him down, but he didn't keep him there, obviously, 4 out of 15. But it didn't look like he was in trouble on the ground either. When he took him down, he kind of just got back up, 
uh, obviously we had the fence grab and the point deduction and the illegal strikes and the eye poke and the, and the groin shots and blah, blah, blah. But Leon looked like he was in control of that whole fight. And it's hard to say Kamaru is on his downhill slide. Now, Kamaru is an older fighter. And when I say older fighter, I don't mean he's like, needs to retire. But let's see. How old is Kumaru Usman? I know he's in his later 30s. I don't know if it's late. Oh, 35. Going on 36 in May. And he's already documented that his knees aren't very good. Um, you know, as a wrestler, you, you're just, your body has been abused for a long time. And he was a pretty good wrestler. Uh just don't know. It could be a combination of all those factors. You know, I don't want to take anything away from Leon Edwards. That was a phenomenal fight by him. Uh, he took control and, you know, he showed him that he was the champion. But is it because he lost a step? Is it because he was injured? Did he come back too soon? Oh, those questions, you know, unfortunately have to be asked. Because of what happened. He did get knocked into oblivion <laughs> from that left high kick. Uh, but either way, Leon was the better man of the night. Kept tagging him in the body. Kept tagging him in the legs. Had him not shoot as much with the threat of the head kick. And then a couple times he almost got through. He was conscious of it, though. He kept that hand up there. Anytime he felt like he was in range, he put his hand up. Got kicked in the body and the legs for it. But you don't really get flash knocked out by a body shot or a leg shot. But somehow, you know, Kamara kept coming forward. And it was a great fight. Congrats to Leon. Colby Covington was the backup fighter for this fight, which is kind of weird, um, considering that he took Corey Mosvidal to court and decided that he got a brain trauma. Um, so I don't know. I like Colby, the human. Colby, the persona, is kind of annoying. I don't think he deserves the next shot up. I think it's Bilal. Um... I know Bilal isn't exciting, but Bilal is the only guy in that division on a long streak. His only loss, air quotes, loss is to Leon during this time. And it was a pretty severe eye poke is which what, what stopped that fight from going. Um, the only other person you would say is Shafkat, but he just got um, pushed to the limit by Jeff Neal and... Leon Edwards is definitely a better striker than Jeff Neal at this point in their careers. So, I mean, UFC is going to UFC, but I do want to see Leon Edwards and Bilal. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Leon Edwards versus Masvidal. If anybody really doesn't deserve it, it's Masvidal. But, hey, he's a big draw. 
UFC is all about the money. Uh, Leon as a champ now is probably all about the money. And we're just going to have to see how it pans out. You know, it was a great card. I hit on all my picks. You know, one one of these days, even if it doesn't make me a bunch of money, I need <laughs> I need to bet on some of these fights because out of all the main card fights, I was 100%. Marvin Vittori, Jennifer Maya, Gunnar Nelson, Justin Gage, Leon Edwards. Obviously, they were probably all the favorites. I didn't look at the, uh, the betting lines, but they were probably all the favorites, but... You keep that momentum going, you know. I could become the gambling champ of the world, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Be good at something. <laughs> uh man, this is episode 51 though, you guys. Can you believe it? Uh one more episode and it will be 52. My goal was to put out one a week. And for a while, it looked bleak. My computer went down. Uh my mic broke. I was on vacation, uh, just work stuff in general going on. But here we are, uh, two weeks out, and I got 51 podcasts. And I know it's not like I'm hugely popular and and people are just forking money over hand over fist for me. But 266 downloads in the past year. Man, that's at least two per... No, wait a minute, that's at least four per, which is crazy to me to even think about, man. That's awesome. (laughs) So, if you guys listen to this and you make it to the end here, give me some ideas on a giveaway or something to do. I want to celebrate a year. Uh, Might be on Twitter, might be on Instagram. I might just do all three and have it run for the month and see uh, if someone can help me come up with something because it's amazing that you guys have supported me and kept me going. You know, I don't need the outside motivation to keep these going. These have helped me so much more than people will ever understand as a shy person, as a person that's afraid of public speaking on his own not necessarily presenting i can present in front of a group that's no problem but if i didn't have to talk i wouldn't talk so the fact that 266 people have downloaded my podcast over the past year um thank you that's amazing i'll keep going uh i think i might get a guest on for number 52 just to reflect on the year and probably talk about some fights or stuff coming up. Um, there's a lot of exciting fights that are about to happen. Marlon Vera, Corey Sanhagen. Let's see. UFC 287, Alex Pajeda, Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal, Rob Font, Kevin Holland, Raul Rosas. Kevin Gastelum is back. Michael Chiesa, Michelle Watterson, Chris Bennett. There's a bunch of good stuff coming on, so thank you guys for rocking with me. You know, got a, I'm training for a 10K in April, so I got to get my run in. It's windy as all heck outside, but uh, I'm going to have to find all the downhill slopes, right? <laughs> so with that being said, I, I see y'all later. <laughs>